Hello, I'm Viv and I'm the host of As We Rise, a show which teaches us to live authentically as we can with what we have and do the best we can. That's it. Everything you need to persevere is already inside you and this truth is liberating. Today we talk to Bryony Greenhill. She is a beauty, she's beautiful and a vocal improviser, a singer, a teacher a, and performer. And Bryony also records. She's got a beautiful free spirit. And I'm really looking forward today to speaking to her. Um, one of the things that we will be talking about is when she says to improvise is to stand in the emptiness of the moment. And when the music of right now comes, you give voice to right now. We find out all about what improvisation is and her journey to where she stepped out to find herself and to follow her soul path. We dig deep into what it means to step out and live an unmistakable life. Thank you for coming on today. I'm, I'm so excited to hear your story of how you found your sole purpose. I know we Thanks just for inviting me. Um, you're welcome. You're more than welcome. I know. I know. We just talked before that we were talking about maybe just to, to kind of you know that you were going to be leaders in a, a, a one minute like meditation. Yeah. So take take the lead. Well, I see. I actually call this the quick five of nervous system regulation because before we do an interview or or get up in front of people, do a public presentation, whatever, that can all, you know, (laughs) tangle the nerves. So how do you preempt that um, and calm your nerves preemptively so that actually you get much less jangled when you're kind of performing, teaching, speaking, you know, all that stuff. So first thing we're going to do is just bring our awareness to our feet and we're just going to wiggle our feet just to to help us feel them, yeah, Yeah. and help you drop down there you might feel what texture your socks are or your carpet or whatever is there just notice and I'm at, I'm on a kneeling chair right now so I'm actually also going to wiggle my knees because we're okay. looking for like <laughs> the lowest points and we're looking to sort of feel just feel them that's number one number two is then we're going to bring our awareness to our sit bones and and shift our weight from bone to bone to help the pelvis start to notice the weight that's resting there on whatever is, I'm assuming everyone's sitting, but you might not be, but if you're sitting. Yeah, I'm sitting, yeah. And that's another thing, you know, and often you start and you actually just can't feel your body weight there, right? Because uh, you may be a bit up in your yes, head yes, or yes, yeah. with your thoughts. So this is actually sort of dropping into the body and helping it notice um, what's happening with weight, with support, with reality there. We've got probably like half our body weight resting on those hips. So helping helping them to start to in California they have this word grok, which means to <laughs> I like it. Okay, and then just bring your awareness to the sensations in your torso. Even if you're just noticing it's numb, that's fine. Just welcoming whatever you can feel inside your torso. Then we're gonna have a, a, a deep breath and a nice long, slow exhalation. Yeah, a slow inhalation will give you energy. A slow exhalation will calm you down. Let's just do it one more. Okay. Make any noise if you want. Ah. Good. Then soften the sides of the tongue. How do you do that? Well, you just think about the sides of your tongue. Okay. You try and soften them. (laughs) Ah, just relax them. Yeah. And then if you can, maybe take off the glasses and we'll just 
We'll just have a quick go at our eyes. Really, this takes a bit more than a minute, so we'll do a quick job. Looking not at the screen, but on one point in front of you, just take your awareness, keep your gaze fixed, but let your awareness go right up to the top of your visual field, right down to the bottom, right out to the sides, and you're kind of widening your visual field to our eyes. And what we're doing right now is we're telling the old brain that we're safe. I mean the amygdala, I mean the oldest parts of the brain. I mean, we're telling the old brain, we're telling the ancient brain, the animal brain that goes into flight and freeze and fight. We're actually saying it's safe. And these things like owl eyes and softening the tongue, we can actually only do when we're, when we're safe. So it's telling it's safe. So the quick five is just feet, seat, breath, tongue, eyes. Eyes. Oh, and one more deep breath. And it, and, it, and it hopefully, how do you feel now? I feel, yeah, I feel calm now. <laughs> I feel calm. Great. I feel good. That is really, and I've never, I've never, I, I, do, I do a bit of meditation. I'm not like great, because my brain's too fuzzy and ooh, out there. Um, but yeah, but I've never heard it done like that. And that is, that is amazing. I like the eyes, the eyes and the tongue as well. I've, I've never heard that one. Um, mm. So that is, yeah. So it's lovely. It's lovely having you here today. And um, so we're going to go through and chat and ask a few questions um, on that one. So, um, so, so if you can tell me more about what you do, the vocal improvisation and singing and the teaching, if we can just just a quick spot on, on each of them. Um, and yeah. the performing, and, and then we'll go through. Yeah, sure. So I teach improvised singing internationally. So improvised singing is when you make it up on the spot and you don't know what you're going to sing until you do. Um, and you can do that alone and you can do it with others. Um, and so particularly I teach an art form called collaborative vocal improvisation, which is doing that in groups. But at the moment... So, so do, you, do you have to have a good voice for that? you have to be able to sing here's the thing in a way I personally think everyone has a nice voice now I know a lot of people would disagree with me or everyone has the potential to have a nice voice so honestly I teach at three levels I actually it's four now but I teach beginners intermediate advanced so the advanced people are kind of touring professionals music teachers choir leaders that sort of people intermediates are just keen singers beginners are like oh not sure about this scary. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I created a new group upon request called the tremblers which are the people who are like no like I you no I can't open my mouth and sing and I think there's a lot of us out there like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I found I worked with the tremblers for for a few months over the winter and by the end I was like wow no wonder you're all trembling because you all have beautiful voices inside of you and they're like these pearls and they're delicate in a world that doesn't always know how to be gentle with delicate things yeah and of course you feel terrified because like oh god it would really hurt if this is treated roughly so they get quite buried in there but so it's, it's yeah. bringing that confidence out isn't it yeah yeah, so, and, yeah. and kind of having your own um nest of safety to hold your your gifts within you know yes, so yes. that actually you, your nest is around them and you're kind of you can walk around the world with a sense of safety yes, yes protection yes. is coming from you yeah 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 so um so to improvise is to stand yeah. in the emptiness of the moment 
Yeah. Um, and the music of right now. Um, I know you said that on your YouTube because I've, I've, yeah. I've obviously I've had a look at that and you know and to stand, yeah so that is the emptiness of the moment and the music right now comes um, you give the voice to right now is that so that's how you're feeling can you explain more about this so that's how you feel well, in that moment or honestly Ruth I think I would say if I'm going to just you're talking spiritual matters I'm going to get yes. to the heart of it yes you essentially you become a, an open pipe. And a lot of things can then go through that pipe, right? One of the things can be your own inner life right now, your feelings, your truth, your deeper layers of truth. So, for example, I use it to be with, you know, why am I hurting? Why am I grumbly in my relationship? What's yes, going on? Yeah. Sit, sit on a rock powerful. and let myself sing and it starts to come out and I understand, you know, myself and what's going on. Sorry, I probably need to turn off some um, some things that might... Okay. Um, so then the second thing that you might start um, having come through the pipe is the group field. And I definitely use this as a teacher and a performer. And I also use it in ritual. I'm also a ritual singer. And so what's there in the group field starts coming out of your mouth and you can essentially sing a group back to itself, right? You can sing the marriage back to itself. You can Powerful. sing yeah. the birth and what it means to the family, to the community. You can sing that back to them. Um, and by your kind of open pipe, you in the, in the moment you're sort of getting data that, that you're turning into a song. Yes, you know? yeah. And then I'd say the third pipe, well, I think there's two more. The third pipe, I would say, is... Um, so would you say that's, that's getting in touch with yourself and going within? I'd and say the first one is, yeah. Yeah. Um, vocal improv as a connection to your own inner life and your own truth, your heart, your soul, your own voice. <clears throat> the second is connection to the groups. The third, I would say, is connection to nature. And you can start really tuning in to your environment, singing the river, singing the trees, singing the earth, singing the land. Uh, singing the sea and finding the song in each thing as you attune to it. So it's quite a relational tool. That, I mean, I think that touches deep within, that touches the heart, that touches the soul more than someone just getting up and singing, just singing words. I think that's a lot more powerful. And I know when I saw clips of it on, on YouTube there, it like goosebumps because it was like hitting mm. my soul. It wasn't just, oh, that's mm. a nice song, that's nice words. It was deep. Mm. And mm. I, I think that, that thing's healing. Am I right in saying that? That helps with healing, that helps with... With healing. Yeah, I would say... Of yourself. Oh, it's lovely to hear that, Ruth. Thank you. Yeah, no, it really, yeah, it really hit home and it just, yeah, it just moved me. It just went straight, mm. straight to the, straight through everything. You know, it just cut mm. straight through it and straight to my soul. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was powerful. Mm-hmm. The healing aspect, how do we talk about the healing aspect? I think the voice, there's so much, sorry, I'm on a creaky chair. There's so much going on with the voice that it, you know, one of my collaborators recently said, your, your, your sound as a musician is, it carries your holy essence. And I know, with, you know, non-dualism and all this stuff it's like oh we are one and we're all part of this bigger yes, family yeah. of life or whatever yeah. it's like yeah 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 that's all cool and you're a unique Ruth and you yes. have a holy essence that's yours and I'm a unique Bryony in this lifetime and yes. I have a holy essence that's it's my yes and there's something about your voice that carries that 
Now, we can have so much inhibition, so much fear, shame. Oh, God, no, nobody wants to see me, hear me sing. It's horrible. It's awful, you know. Or, no, I would never do that. It's terrifying. And it's so facing those inhibitions and fears and yet still very gently saying, you know what, I'm actually a singing creature. And yes. this instinct to sing is part of my humanity. How is that instinct going to meet all this inhibition and actually gradually welcoming the voice out, loving it, um, building a, a, a relationship of love with it is actually welcoming yourself out, yes. building a relationship of love with you and facing your fears. And so how do you get that confidence to first do that? Because I know with, with my children, I mean, they're all older, they're all adults, my children. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, They've got they've got good voices, but they don't think they have, you know. So yeah. how how do you bring that out in in yourself and and other people that confidence to step out? Ooh. Well, it's a long journey. I I'd say there's maybe three aspects. I'd say the first one is, um, you know, I I I facilitate, and I'm I'm an experienced facilitator, so I build safety in the groups. I met I make people do ridiculous things. I make people like sing their name and wiggle and go bye. And everybody goes, Brian, it's like, all right, this is the place where we can be ridiculous and it's fine. I make people have a rubbish pact where, like, if you and I were to have a rubbish pact, we'd shake hands and be like, Ruth, you're welcome to sound rubbish at any point. You'd be like, thank you so much, Brian. I I eagerly anticipate your rubbish sounds. Brilliant. So off we get, you know, we create these layers of safety. It's not about perfectionism and it's about play and exploration. I think that's that's part one part two is then what do we do with the the kind of the voices that come up they're like you're the one making it rubbish for everyone <laughs> you know? that's it who that's do you it think you are wind yes. your neck in think you're that's a big one who do you think you are I think that's a big yeah. one that we all struggle with you know yeah. who do you think you so, are you know exactly and so then because we're so in the present when we're improvising when we start to notice those voices coming up, I actually borrow from clowning and from Buddhism. And what clowning does is it says, accept, accept them, express them, exaggerate them. So you accept, yeah. you're like, oh, right. I'm telling myself, who do you think you are for singing? All right. And you accept it. All right. I am telling myself. Then you express it. Okay. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Who? And then you exaggerate it. Right. That's who do you think you are? Who do you? And you sort of <laughs> play with it. And then it, it's it kind of becomes larger than life yes. it starts to become a bit funny laughter conquers fear and then you can start to have a little dialogue with it and say well is there another voice here and it's yes. like well actually I there is a singing voice <laughs> and I just want to sing because I like it yes, and then yes. you can let them sort of duet it out so that's that's one point is to sort of excavate the voices that are in there because often the first voice is like I don't want to hear them I don't want to hear those yeah. painful voices yes yeah you know oh bless it one of my students I won't say who but one of my students recently found these voices inside of her saying your voice doesn't matter and nobody wants to hear you oh uh, yeah so where did that come from isn't it it's looking right. back to say as a child or Oh, exactly. And she realized she was grown up growing up in an environment where that was the message that was coming from yeah. her, from adults who had this kind of children should be seen and not heard. That's why I had that because I've got older parents. Shut up, shut up, you know, stop stop singing, stop it, you know. Yes, yeah. 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 So you're in turn, nobody wants to hear you sing. 
your voice doesn't awesome. matter. Yes. And it's heartbreaking. Imagine yeah. if, and Matt, can you just imagine yourself turning now to a child and saying that to them? That'd be like, awful. Yeah. It, you would, you, it would be awful, right? So it's like, oh, there, there's some violence. And, yeah. and we've been on the receiving end of some violence. So, okay, we don't need to attack the bringer of the violence. It's, it's trauma lineages. It's hurt people. Hurt yes, people. no, it's that's not about. No, it's not about creating fights, but it's about all oh, empathy like that. Yeah, that's, that's a and letting fight. it go, isn't it? It's dealing with it, yeah. facing it, and then let, just letting it go. And I well, guess they yeah, do that through through singing. Is that right? Exactly. That can definitely be a part of it. Because how do we let go? If you say, "Oh, I have a big hurt," well, now I'll just let it go. It's like, oh, it's not as easy. Yeah. That. Sometimes no. you have to cry those tears and go, "Oh yeah. God, that makes me feel really sad." Yeah. And then feel yeah. a bit of anger, and sometimes yeah. a bit of dancing up, a bit of five rhythms. You know, you get some staccato going. Yeah. Punch the air, stamp the ground. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, like wow, I can't believe someone said that to me. Like, that's actually yeah. rubbish. You know, yeah. I'm angry about it. Yeah. And then feeling like the grief, like, oh, wow, whoever said that to me must have had it said to them. That's right. That's, that's right. That's not actually love. That's no. Not, that's not healthy love. That's not how a, a healthy parent loves a healthy child. So somebody before me was hurt. That they're part, Oh, like the compassion. And it's also breaking that generational way so it doesn't then go down to your children, your grandchildren isn't it at that point and it's breaking that exactly exactly by doing that it's powerful exactly. um you know i do i do think that yeah so mm. how so what got you to the point of where you are today like growing up was you was you interesting mm. was you yeah i'll answer that and i just quickly want to say this third yes thing sure after you've excavated the voices it's then replacing them with new voices yeah and that's where your affirmations come in I think the simplest one is happy, thank you, more, please. Yes. And there was this brilliant movie of that name about this woman in New York who had alopecia. She didn't have any hair or eyebrows or anything. She had a yes. rubbish life and she said it was she, – she, her story was, I have a rubbish life because I don't have any hair. And then she just got to this breaking point where she's like, this is crap. <laughs> I can't keep living. I can't keep living like this. I just don't have hair. You know, it's not – it's not going to change. So she decided, you know what, let me just say to my life, happy, thank you, more, please. And what if I take that attitude? And then her life transformed. Yes, yeah, what you speak, you're speaking it out to the universe, aren't you? Yeah, yeah and, totally. And so when I realised, like, how much I would judge my own voice, like, for me to sing was to judge. Yeah, They'd come out the same. And I, once I'd excavated those voices and understood how strong they were, I then... As a first note came, I'd just say, happy, thank you, more, please. I'd get in there first <laughs> with, the, with the love. with it, And I just yes. did that for a while. And it did replace the judgment. And now I just sing at You're will. Free. Yeah. I'm yeah. free. Yeah. That's lovely. So were your parents like that? Were they, were they down on you singing par- or were they... They were, I was a rare child in that I would sing at the absolute top of my voice and nobody would tell me to shut up. And actually everybody would sing at the top of their voice. My parents would say, it's good. They were both singers. But I suppose what it was then was that they were both kind of, kind of amateur classical singers. They sang in like classical choruses and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And so then it was like, oh, right, you're a musical kid. So let's get you into singing lessons. Let's get you into music lessons. And it was all this kind of classical thing of like, dots and techniques and um actually I was just this very creative like I was improvising I was making up 
bad children's songs on the piano. You know? A lot <laughs> of people are like that, aren't they? They're not into yeah. the dots and the music. They can't read the music, but they can do it from the soul. Exactly. Um, you know, and a lot exactly. of times they, they feel like so that isn't accepted in society and you've got to, you know, you've got to read the music and you've got to, but that is accepted just as much, I feel, to be able to sing from soul or read music, you know, just from the your, your imagination, your mind. Yeah, exactly. And then I suppose to cut a long story short, well, what happened, what, you know, I had piano lessons and then they were taken away from me because I wasn't. I was only improvising and composing. I wasn't reading the dots and learning right. the dots and yes. my teacher said. So they were like, oh, well, you can't have lessons. <laughs> and it, you know, it wasn't until I was 29 that I discovered that improvisation was actually a valid art form. And actually there's ways of, and it's called, one of the things with the piano, it's called ear-based musicianship. And when somebody's naturally improvising and composing, you say, great, here are the chords the one major two minor three minor four major etc yes once you get that this ear base you can start making up songs with yes, some noise yes. and say hey let's look at groove we've got one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a and there's ways of understanding rhythm that don't need any dots it's ear based yes. yes ways of starting to understand music in this and this kind of body ear voice mind way rather than eyes and visual language way so that's what I ended up learning and then becoming a teacher of initially to children and now to adults and, now and was that in was that in France because I know at the moment well, you live in France yeah, no, oh god it really <laughs> is such, <laughs> such a, um it started in India so basically I so I became a how do I say this in a nutshell? I became a solo performing singer when I was 11, right? Everyone was like, oh yeah, kid, you have a voice, get on the stage. Um, but decided I wasn't a musician, got a bit confused. Then went to music school for a semester, left with basically a mental breakdown. Fucked off, sorry, I can't swear. And um, went away, <laughs> studied, studied politics instead. And oh, wow. <laughs> worked in NGOs and stuff through my 20s and was this kind of spotty, spotty <laughs> desk work. Of it. And I still want to save the planet. You know, it's not I like stopped when you save the planet. But it was in my late 20s. That Did this, you feel trapped during that time? Because you wasn't well, expressing yourself and you were just you were sitting at a desk and... There's definitely, you know, on the subject of sole purpose, um, a man who's been hugely influential to my life is a man called Bill Plotkin, who's an author and he created the Animus Valley Institute in uh, America. And he's all about soul initiation and soul purpose. There's this oh, amazing. I'm going to have to look him up. <laughs> look him up and read Soulcraft. It's so, so oh. beautiful. And essentially, what he says is that, uh, he says that we live in an egocentric society, sadly. And so, as you're growing up, people are saying, All right, kid, how are you going to fit in yes, to the existing. Yes you know get you know you've got to get your job and find a spouse and get a house and make some kids you know there's a kind of yes. there's a map and so you go through a first adulthood he says if you're lucky at three in the morning your soul comes and knocks at the window and says Psst, you've got to throw it all away <laughs> leave the career leave the house leave the you yeah. know whatever and he says, if you're lucky, your soul calls you into what he calls stage four, which is being the wanderer in the cocoon. And it's this liminal time of exploring. And he says, it's you're you're following the numinous experiences. You're following the, 
the aha moments, the the light, the beautiful feelings, beautiful, you know, and he says, hopefully over time that leads you towards finding your soul's purpose. And then I think that's where I am now. Yeah, that's where I'm now. It's great. And so it's so brilliant, Ruth. I'm on that path. Yeah, and now you've got this podcast that's connecting you with yes. other people who've yes. yes. You're like it's exciting. <laughs> it is getting yeah. input from it, which yes. is brilliant. Yeah. Good for you. No, it is. No, it's 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 lovely. So so then you you have also released some albums already? Yep. And you've yep. got some that well, are being released, is that right? There's some you? albums released and I tell you what, I don't I tell you what, I'll just very quickly finish this story so yeah it was towards my late 20s that my yes. my voice started like just rumbling out from inside of me like it wasn't it was you know it would make me cry it, would, it was on my mind it was so heavy it was blah, blah, blah. anyway to cut a long story short I discovered improvisation in India and I was like can I just go back to that ah! can I just go back to that bit the crying yeah. the, the yeah. frustration now a lot of people at that yeah. point would think I'm depressed but go to the doctors get on tablets and that will just numb that but it, it yeah. wasn't, was it? It wasn't depression. It was your soul, and, and you wanted to find your soul purpose. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was. Okay, this is the Pearl by Khalil Gibran. It's short. <clears throat> Said one oyster to a neighbouring oyster. Quote, I have a very great pain within me. It is heavy and round, and I am in distress. And the other oyster replied with haughty complacence. Praise be to the heavens and to the sea. I have no pain within me. I am well and whole, both within and without. At that moment, a crab was passing by and heard the two oysters. And he said to the one who was well and whole, both within and without, Yes, you are well and whole, but the pain that your neighbour bears is a pearl of exceeding beauty. That's beautiful. Yeah. I remember reading that at that time somebody sent it to me and again I was just in tears for hours it was this this period of being in tears for hours because it was it it was you know I once saw an artist an art project and this artist had somebody was going to lay a a car park on some land and just before they put the concrete down she went and planted lots of mushroom spores and so then they put the concrete down and then the mushrooms like it's true. Through. Through. Yeah, they shot yeah. through. Yeah. And it felt like that's what my voice was doing. It was like, I don't care about your political science degree. I don't care that's about it. your suit and your laptop. <laughs> I'm taking you to India. I'm out of here. <laughs> Off we go. <laughs> so it was scary. It was painful. But yeah, I did. But you had to step out. You could have spent years. A lot of people, they spend years feeling that frustration. So on stepping out, um, how how did that make you feel? What what were those feelings of transition from that that formal lifestyle? Yeah, I think a mixture of fear and liberation, but really living. <laughs> you're not. You're not. You're like, oh, this. Welcome to life. You will know it by its intensity. Like, um, and it took a lot of time. You know, so it was 2009. It was India. And then I got a, a job, a new job that was really appropriate for that time. And I became an explorer in residence for a group called Antidote London. So I was traveling the world, researching fun and joy and play. And then in the that meantime, I was, 
<laughs> it was really fun. In the meantime, I was studying. In, then I studied with a dude in France for a couple of years. Then I studied with Bobby McFerrin in New York. And then I did a year long with Rhiannon and in, in, <clears throat> she's in Hawaii and we're in California. Now, all happened when you stepped out. It all happened when I stepped out. When I said yes to the pain, I said yes Yes. to the longing. I let things fall apart. I let new things come in. And I kind of hung out in this, you know, there were some pretty disorienting years on one level. But on another level, I think, and it was around then that I read Bill Plotkin's Soulcraft at some point in there, and it started to make sense. Um, and then things started to come in certain sort of trance experiences where a voice would come and say, like, your purpose is to sing for ritual. And that happened in the bath one night. And I quite, and I sort of came out of the trance and I got out and just sat on my sofa. You know, I remember when, when I got to America, by that point I'd married my American boyfriend and uh, had left Britain and moved to America. Our relationship was pretty unstable, to be honest. And <clears throat> and I was in Hawaii at the beginning of studying with Rhiannon. And one night I was just so triggered and so upset and just freaked out, really, about the instability of everything and the newness and the change. And I went out onto the black... I don't know if anybody's if you've been to Hawaii or anybody's been to Hawaii, but they have black sand and black volcanic rocks. And it was a moonless sky and a starless yeah. sky. It was black sea, black sky, black rocks. And I just let my body and voice express it. I danced it. I sung it. I just... There was nothing... Wow. You know, I couldn't go to the pub. There were no cigarettes around. <laughs> there was yeah. no internet. Yeah. But there was nowhere to go, but let it through me, let it move. And finally, when it had all come out, <clears throat> I was very, very calm on the rocks and I realised, you know what, what we're dealing with here is just an absence of light, right? It's just I can't see anything. The, the, the sky is black, the sea is black, the rocks are black, everything is, the future is completely unknown. And it doesn't mean it's bad, it just means it's completely unknown. And once I could give room to the suffering, then I could be in the calm. And indeed, the next morning... You know, the sun rose and I ended up having one of the most amazing decades of my life in California and really um, on as per and our conversation. And that's by facing them feelings, do you think? Yeah. yeah. By facing and them really, and not pushing them down. Exactly. <clears throat> by really growing into my soul's work, I would say, and really yeah. then maturing and establishing that. And then it's people starting to ask, oh, will you, when you come back to England, will you share with us what you're studying over there in America and that's when my teaching work began just you know a weekend here and each time I'd come back to Britain it would grow like oh now oh, it needs to wow. be oh now now it's been four weeks now it needs to be a year-long course yes you know, and it yeah yeah grew quite organically um into this whole thing and and it took you know I'm 41 now so the process that we're talking about it started 12 years ago um, and now I would say I feel I feel in my mastery, I'm making an app that's kind of distilling it all. You know, I was a piano teacher in California for five years, like almost just righteous on a kind of like, wow, like amazing. I'm going to teach the kids who are improvising and composing. I'm yeah. going to teach them chords and they're one, two, three, four. And we get, you know, and it was, it was great. And, um, and I ended up, you know, full with waiting lists because it was about, it was about, the, the medicine for the pain you know it was about providing what I had needed when I was little and wasn't there and yeah. sort of as an adult going out and finding it and then giving it to others 
Um, yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. You've changed so many lives by because you stepped out. If you hadn't stepped out and stayed in that that job, um, you know, you'd probably still be there today and feeling frustrated. Where yeah. would you be today if you'd stayed on, you know, but you followed oh. your sole purpose and here you are. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It really is. Um, so, so, so your your album, mm. the album. Can we can we mm. hear a clip of, yeah. of one of your albums? So yeah, so crossing the ocean is a is an album that's going to start coming out in the autumn, and it's basically all the songs came as improvisations, and then it's an experiment, and then taking improvisations into the studio, and then adding other instruments and building it up, and so. I, I selected this song for our conversation. It's called Die Every Day, which sounds harsh, but it's actually about, you know, in the transformation process, you've got to release some things. You've got to you've got to let go of some things. And that can be terrifying and it can involve grief, but it's actually by letting some things go that you create space for the new cycles to come. So this song's all about. The river... End it, end it there. So a bit, bit of a heart end. Yeah, that is beautiful. That really is. Um, wow, (laughs) I'm speechless. Oh no, that's 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 beautiful. And and at at the end, we will give. Obviously, I'll I'll give the information out of your your website and your contact details and things like that, and the name of the album. Um, and so so if people go onto your website, can they order it on there or? Not yet. I'm just this month. I'm just finishing the app, and then when June comes, the summer is then preparing for the release, and so it'll be getting all that kind of stuff oh, on, on no, the website. No, it's so by the autumn, it should all be, you know, available. Oh, and, and what is the app? What is the app about? The, the app, app is called do? Your Song. So it's YourSong.Passion.io, and it's um, at the moment it's in pilot stage with twenty founding members, and they're doing the six week free voice challenge. <laughs> They're all saying, I need to do each week for a month. This should be the six months. But they're lovely. They're all around the world from from California to New Zealand via Egypt and 
Germany and all over the UK. Um, and that, yeah, it's people who identify as being sort of shrouded singers or, or having this pearl, this voice that, that oh, is beating out from the inside of you going, oh, I've got, I need a different place in the world. But there's all this stuff yeah. holding you back. And I just said, look, that was me. And I worked through it. And, and now I help others work through it. So there was people who kind of said, yeah, that's me. Here I am. Let's go. Oh, that's They're beautiful. And, um, yeah, so that's going to be we're going to wrap the pilot up at the end of May and then I've, I've got to figure out how to. So that'll be released June? I don't know. I've, I'm doing it with this crew called passion.io. If anybody else out there is a teacher, they're a lovely platform for helping teachers make apps of your teaching. So right. I don't know. They just give you these videos and you go through it step by step. And so it'd be oh, some process of getting on the app store yeah. and Apple and Google. Yeah. And all that. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for that. That was lovely. <laughs> if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? Would mm. you do anything differently? Do you know, I, I feel sad. 18, I was, you know, I was not in a good way. And by 19, I was having, also, you might call it a nervous breakdown. You might call it a spiritual awakening, but I was definitely having a difficult time to say Bryony I'm so sorry that you don't you can't find what you need in the world around you and what you are finding is cigarettes and alcohol and shallowness and you know what you're going to grow into an adult who finds the soul nourishment and brings it back for others and that's what we're doing and just all strength to you and please don't kill yourself next year we're going to get through this and there's a life for you ahead and I love you and I'm waiting for you here 23 years later that's beautiful that's beautiful because a lot of people when they're feeling like that they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel they don't see themselves in 20 years you know that, th that things will change and just just by hanging on and getting through and for me, it was like on a daily, just get through each day and it will change. It will get better. And it does. It does. Mm. No, what's it's calling fine. in you, Ruth? What's what's batting out from the ah. inside of you? Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. I don't know yet. <laughs> Something. <laughs> and I know it's to help, to help people. I know I want to do that, mm. um, especially women. Yeah, especially women. Mm. I think, you know, and to help, help them find their voice you know to help them find their voice and, and to get help if they need help and, and to step out you know and find find themselves and find them it's the something it's about me. their truth what yeah, yes more real yeah yeah, yeah. no that's it mm. so what was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it In my 20s, I made a project called The Nag, which was a website that nagged people to do one thing a month to let uh, to make their lifestyles more sustainable. And on one level, it was really successful. We got like 10,000 members. We got national media attention. We won grants and stuff. And basically, <clears throat> we did it. We did it in an NGO. I, I was I had created the project, but I let them own it. And when I stopped believing in it, I just stepped away and I got like a 40 grand grant and hired another project manager and stepped away. The problem was I was still the vision holder. And later, so many people from so many other countries said, like, we need a nag. And 
And my mum was saying, like, you should charge people. You're offering a service, charge them. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's the internet. You can't charge money. And so we had these 10,000 members, right? And if you just think, if I'd have had a bit, right, okay, what is it? A healthy business mindset. You're like, look, I'm offering a service. I need to charge money, but I'm going to do it with beautiful values. I'm not going to rip people off. I'm going to make a little bit of a profit so I can have a cool stuff fund, you know, a growth yes. and development yeah. fund. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to rip people off, but I'm also not going to rip myself off or under-resource this project by not being business-minded. But I think in my 20s, I was so like, oh, corporations are ruining the world or whatever. Don't charge money. Yes, yes, but yes. For those 10,000 members, if we'd asked for, you know, pound a month from everybody we'd had an income of 10 grand a month and we could have made that a standalone project we could have made it available to people in other countries and now it could still be going now because people do need help to do one thing a month to make their lifestyles more sustainable and and have that kick up the butt to like change your light bulbs what happened to the website it died it died can't you restart it no it's it's it was 2009 it it was one of the things that died when I became a singer but but it breaks my heart because so much work went into it and actually if we'd have taken like laid the legal the financial frameworks it's a business I own it I run it here's the income stream here's the business model yes expandable like that like let's figure out healthy business and have business models that stand up and if things work that they can grow and be shared and maybe you're not running it anymore but somebody else is and it's yes it's working on its own two feet rather than a kind of a charity model or a I don't know okay for some things charities are fine but I think if you're if you've got something that's serving people who have some kind of income then charge some kind of price and have a business. That's right. That's right. And it's a balance with not ripping people off. Exactly. You know, um, and 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 making just a bit, you know, to cover overheads. And that saying we're giving so much, you know, we deserve a certain amount yes. of security. Like I don't have a super plush life, but more and more I'm honouring like, yo, I need <laughs> I need a bit of financial security. That's right. Like, yes. I actually need to respect that. Yeah. Which leads me on to that in Wales. I saw on the website you're yeah. starting something yeah. or building. Oh, that sounds very really exciting. What's that? Three things. Talk about growth and expansion. Yeah, eco villages. There's one in the UK. Sounds amazing. One in America, one in France now. Oh and wow. Three teams. Or, or building them but it's about saying okay really how do we find a way of life that's more in harmony with the rest of life with our needs for community a lot of us are a bit too lonely too isolated so how yes. do we how do we live more together in the 21st century but not all on top of each other but yes but in more community um and and figuring out and it's being in the same mind as mindset as well I think helps doesn't it when you live yeah. in a community like that is that right yeah yeah and seeking you know what is regenerative culture helping each other heal getting resilient and what is regenerative culture well Can you tell us just a bit more about that yeah. I know I know we're running out of time now that's but... all right um essentially sustainability says oh let's you know tweak our carbon meters so that we can sustain things as they are and regeneration says hang on things actually aren't very good like we there's a lot that's broken and dead we actually have to end things so we have to be able to take a field that's been farmed non-organically for years and has no nutrients and no nothing left we have to be able to repair that soil 
we have to take our broken wings and learn to fly. We have to yeah. date an yeah. annoying broken person and help them heal and find our annoying brokenness in ourselves and ask for yes. help yeah. healing. Yeah. It's about holding hands and healing together. And that, I think that's the regeneration part. And then also then there's resilience, which is saying, look, you know, things are quite messed up. How do we have energy sources we can rely on, food sources we can rely on, water sources we can rely on, and that are, are green, are in harmony with the rest of life? So we're not, again, we're not messing anybody over, but saying, you know, where's our renewable energy coming from? Where's our organic food coming from? And how do we collaborate to, to ensure that security for, for this community in a way that works with everyone else? Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's brilliant. So so would you say on that that you needed to heal yourself first before mm. you started anything like that? Yes. Um, it, it's no point doing something like that if you're broken yourself. You've got to have, have that. He, obviously, we're never all going to, I mean, do we all ever fully heal, right. do you think, and become that one person? <clears throat> I'd say there was a yeah. whole, <clears throat> I had a whole, you know, 41 now, Um I had a whole, basically I spent my 30s in California doing so much healing work, therapy, trauma healing, grief rituals, blah, blah, <clears throat> healing through dance, healing through improvised dance. Just, and all the time I was just, I was teaching children piano one by one, you know, and, and actually having, I didn't have a big brand, I didn't have a website, I didn't have, you know, and like a little bit of vocal improv teaching when I came back to the UK. In a way, throughout my 30s, I had, let's say, sort of a small life that then was quite focused on my musical growth and my healing. Um, and now I'm in my 40s. I seem to be in this place where I seem to be able to help others heal. I've still got bits of work to do on myself, and I'm still doing that work. But overall, there's a sense of strength now. So at the moment, like with my partner and our therapist, it's like, okay, there's one room of the house. It's like, oh, it's time to go into that room. Yeah. There's all this warrior and all this fight and all this. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. So I, think, I think healing is always ongoing. It's ongoing, it? isn't it? Yeah. Different stages of our life. I think there's a point, isn't it? And I think you can, it happens naturally or you sort of yes. feel it. Right now yeah. I just need to be focused on me, you know, and, yes. and now I can turn outwards and now I've got things to give to others and now I feel stable enough to create things on, on pretty solid yes. ground. And yeah. That's lovely. Um, what advice would you give to someone that's struggling right now? What would you say to them? I'd say be honest. Don't give up hope. You know, one of my, I have an elder mentor in America, Connie, and she said, don't forget to pray with your arms outstretched. Yeah, you can like pray with a shopping list. Well, can I have this? And can I have that? But there's this arm stretch, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> I can't take this anymore. I'm suffering. Fuck, what do I yes please, yeah please help me I'm on my knees here <laughs> you know like that's okay and and saying that to the unknown to the bigger aliveness to the great mysteries exactly then, that's what like, I did last year that's what I well just done. Was around me and I just went and I didn't know what I was supposed to do I just went I've had enough universe take over I've thrown it all up to you that situation that situation that situation it I just throw it up to you 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 put the the pieces in place. I give I can't do it anymore. What I give happened? it to you. And at that point is when yeah. things started happening. Boom! It was powerful. There Very, yeah, it's powerful. There you so go. So powerful. Yeah. Well, good for That's you. It. Uh, it's inspiring just, just, to hear that. Just giving it over. <laughs> a grin on my face. Yeah, there's yeah. that. And, and I didn't know what to do. I wasn't told to do that. I just in the end, I was like, no, I can't do it. Take it. 
take it yeah. you do something yeah. with it yeah you I don't I don't know who you are I don't know what I believe in I don't know yeah I don't know yeah. just take but take it all <laughs> I just can't do it anymore and I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore yeah because me keep trying to do it and do this and do that it just wasn't working yeah so I had to give myself over and give myself I love up it. it's it. a lot of bravery and a lot of honesty there and, yes, and yeah. be able to be honest with the people around you as well and say, mate, I'm struggling, yeah. you know. Oh, totally, yeah. Could you give me a hug? Would you yeah. hold some space for me? Um, and and not putting a brave face on everything. Um, That's right. Yeah. And I just think, I think things can grow from there. Things can grow from that kind of yeah. honesty no. and vulnerability and courage. And, yeah. yeah. Good for you, Ruth. Thank, thank you for that. We, we move on now to the quick fire question time. Okay. So it's just like quick, quick, quick questions and okay. that's it. Uh, two songs you can't live without oh one is by Dino Saluzzi Uh, it's called How My Heart Sings and it's just so graceful and the other is Brand New Day from The Wiz with Diana Ross (laughs) if you die every day if you put your arms up and give it out to the universe and say I can't do it anymore it's like great that's it Right, well then that's, it. that's a great one. You've got a brand new day. Yeah, no, that's a great one. What's on your bedside table at the moment? Um, Animal Farm and some candles. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> a part, book on Animal Farm. A book called Animal Farm. My, oh, it's a book called, okay. My partner, just he was... Um, head of sustainability transition at airbus which is a european airline aircraft maker and he he just left his job after 25 years and let that part of him die and we want to create a french eco village together and so his friend gave us animal farm as his transition as a metaphor for like community and chaos yeah we're reading it at bedtime that's all fantastic (laughs) and your favorite holiday oh we talking about this yesterday. Once I went off alone um, with the question of like, what do I think God is, and do I have a relationship with it, Him, Her? And for ten days, I, I meandered around in a car and on foot and with my tent, and I I cut off from everything, and I had this epic time with rivers and nature. And and did you find the answers you're looking yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, I did. Wow, yeah. wow, yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. Um, last time you tried something new. Um, right now. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting. Your favourite meal? Um, my go-to is like quinoa and vegetables and feta cheese and pumpkin seeds. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask you for the recipe for that one afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Um, oh, wow. Abdullah Ibrahim, the pianist. Um, because I, I love his music so very much. I would just like to get to know him and his artistic journey. I'd like to actually, like, be in your work. I would just like to ask him a bunch of questions. Abdullah Ibrahim. Um, Charles Eisenstein, because I think he's an amazing new paradigm thinker, amazing thinker on paradigm shift with a lot of wisdom and compassion, and I'd just like to make more connection with him, I think. Um, And then the third is um, 
somebody who's really rich and wants to fund regenerative villages. That's brilliant. That's great. <laughs> if I find him or her, I'll let you know. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll pass him over your way. Oh, I'd appreciate it. Great. And your favourite book? Do you know, it probably is Soulcraft by Bill Plotkin because I, I, it really helped to change my life and give me confidence as my life was changing. And I think, you know, if we say ultimately a lot of us are living inauthentic and unfulfilling lives and actually by being brave, by walking away from things and by turning towards what we, what feels truer and more alive for us, we can actually create a better world, not just for ourselves, but for the people we touch through our work and our lives. And I think it's, I think it's a really, really, really powerful book. And I love and I love it. And I love reading it. So Soulcraft by Bill Plotkin. Lovely. I'm gonna I'm gonna be going on to Amazon after this and I'm gonna be ordering that one. <laughs> oh. So I'm excited for you, Ruth. Yes, me too. Me too. And it's only by stepping out that, you know, I'm starting to go down the right path. And it's only by just stepping out of situation, out of relationships I shouldn't have been in. Yeah. yeah. And it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. You know? It's scary stepping into the unknown. Yeah. But I know from previous, when, once you do that, it, things happen. Yeah. You know, things yeah. happen. Yeah. You go through that like, grieving process. You go through all the processes and, and yeah. it, you, it happens. But, it, you yeah. know, positive does come out of it and change yeah. comes out of it. Yeah. You can never move forward if you don't close that chapter of the yeah. book. You know? And we just live in an ecology. And so you start... You start on your truer path and the things that are aligned with that just come along. Collaborators, opportunities, serendipities, possibilities, they start showing up from the world around you. Doors close and sometimes it's like, oh, no, what am I going to do now? But another door opens. That's it. And I'm I'm in that middle bit now, another door opening and just starting to open and the last door closing. So it's exciting. It really Mm. is. I'd just like to finish again from a a bit that I saw on your YouTube um, Mm channel. So it says the voice improvisation is like a river that goes down through the roots and deeper ground waters of a human and tunes with your heart and soul. It makes it terrifying for people, but also powerful for liberation. I thought that was so beautiful. They're beautiful words. Mm. Yeah, that that really spoke to me. Um, Mm. That was beautiful. Mm. It really was. And I will. I'll be. I'll be giving the YouTube because you, there's a certain name there that you're under, isn't there? I'll be giving all of that mm-hmm. at the end. I'll, okay. I'll be. I'll be putting all that all out right. there. Brilliant. So, but thank you so much for taking the time, and it's been it's been amazing. It really oh, has. thank you so much, especially when you're it. a bit poorly. It's been really I'm honored. Wonderful yeah. to connect with you, and I yes. celebrate what you're doing and the path you're on, and. And the way you're being true yes. to yourself and the way you're helping others yeah. and connecting people. Yes. It's beautiful. Thank so you. And you too. Thank you. I'd like to thank Bryony for coming on today. We've certainly learned how to unleash our voice and express it and the difference it makes in our lives and how to step out and find our sole purpose. You can find out more about Bryony if you go to her website, www.brianiegreenhill.com, that's www.brianiegreenhill.com. If you go there, you'll find out all about her and the work that she's doing 
and you'll find all about her upcoming courses. Um, if you want to sign up to Bryony's mailing list, you go to link tree Bryony Greenhill subscribe. That's L I N K T R dot E E forward slash Bryony Greenhill subscribe. And then her YouTube channel is www.youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Bryony Greenhill. This information will also be on, on our Facebook page as we rise. Thank you all for taking the time out to come and listen to us today. And we look forward to, to the next podcast. And we'll see you then. Goodbye, all.